Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here with a large group of independent media free thinkers and free speakers. And we're going to talk today about living on the social media giant's plantation, which increasingly feels a little bit like slavery where none of us are being treated fairly. I have Ken Shorjan on, uh, CJ, the producer for V the Gorilla Economist, and we have V the Gorilla Economist. We have Sirius Reports, London Paul, X22 Reports, Dave, Rory from the Daily Coin, and Bankster Slayer. Am I missing anybody, guys? Thank you, got everyone. All right. Nailed it. Thank you for joining us, you guys. Uh, you can see what they've done to Alex Jones. Does anybody think for one second that wasn't a coordinated attack for Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, who else, Facebook, to all take his content down within 12 hours? That speaks to me of collusion and maybe even some sort of cartel rigging. I think it's illegal. Uh, thoughts on that? Sounds like antitrust uh, laws have been broken right off the bat. I mean, that's, that was my first thought. And everybody, all of the major players, with the exception of Twitter, he erased anything to do with Alex Jones and InfoWars. Yeah, it reeks of racketeering, I think. But. Yes, could be RICO laws that, are, that have been broken. There, there's some pretty serious laws. What it appears, the way that it appears, looks like to me anyway. Anybody else have feelings? Uh, Dave uh, from the X-22 report. And guys, I, I'm just sort of uh, being a mediator here. I'm not really the host. So just everybody just jump in as you see fit. But Dave, X-22, what are your thoughts? No, I, I think this was a coordinated effort, and I think it's going to continue. I don't think they're going to stop uh, right now. And I mean, people have all different theories right now why this is happening. But I, I think what's happening is I think it's almost like when we had, uh, can I say the word shooting? when we had the shooting, if you noticed, before something or an event or something happens, they seem to go after alternative media channels. Like they would start giving strikes because they knew something was coming. And I think taking down Alex Jones, taking down, I think, some uh, antiwar.news, um, their Twitter accounts and many other people, I think something is about to happen and what they're doing is they're going out and they're bringing down different channels and I think they're going to do some more channels because I think something is coming and, I, and it feels like it's almost the same thing that happened prior to the last event where they started giving strikes to people and they knew that people were going to report on it and they were going to give additional strikes but now I think what they're doing is they're shutting down people beforehand and they knew the strike thing really didn't work that well. And I think they're trying to stop whatever news is about, whatever is going to come out is going to come out. And I think they're trying to stop it. But I, I think this is completely, um, like we, like um, I think Rory was saying, that this is completely a, um, a lawbreaker. And I, and I don't think 
that this will hold. I think eventually what will happen, I'm sure he has lawyers, Alex Jones has lawyers working on this, where you'll see it come up maybe a month or two down the line. But I, I think this was a coordinated effort for a specific reason. That's my take on it. I want, I want to add something in. Um, listening to Dave's report, uh, either from yesterday or the day before, uh, Dave, you mentioned this exactly, that the uh, powers that be are going to do things either tit for tat or in in uh, a large move based on what is the most recent thing that's potentially going to come out, the FISA report. And Alex Jones, for better lack of the term, is the Rush Limbaugh of the alternative media. So you go after the big gun, and it's kind of ironic because right after this, uh, con you know, this coordinated move, uh, Jack Dorsey had the audacity to come out and say, oh, we didn't ban him. Well, that may be so, but you shadow banned him that nobody could find anything from there. And so they're playing these games and they know uh, we've already had Facebook have to go before Congress. We've got uh, Twitter under a lot of scrutiny. A lot of these different uh, uh, platforms, know, they know that the government is going to start imposing some type of regulatory control or breakup. And so what I think they're doing is they're, it's pretty much trying to decimate the field in the alternative media if they're going to have to then be forced to bring the alternative media back on a level playing field. I want everybody else to continue on this theme here, but I, you mentioned Jack Dorsey, and I just want to share this news, guys. So instead of these mainstream social media giants or these social media giants pulling back on this tyranny and censorship, uh, they're continuing to press further. This from The Verge today, Twitter's case for keeping Alex Jones is falling apart. And here's one from CNN Money. Twitter says InfoWars hasn't violated our rules. It looks like that's not the case. So we have the mainstream media coming out and championing this censorship by social media giants. It's absolutely tyrannical, and it cannot be allowed to stand in the land of the free and the home of the brave with a constitution and a bill of rights. Uh, CJ or anybody else? I, 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 I'm sorry, Sean. This is where I want to interrupt real quick because Mark Dice published a, a video earlier today, and I want to read this real quick because it is it hits the nail on the head as far as what we're talking about. And this, it says, this is an article, I don't, I, I'm not sure what it is because he's got it blocked on his uh, video, but it says, in a 75 page ruling that rejects Trump's argument that he has a first amendment right to pick with whom he associates and not to engage with others, a Manhattan federal judge, this is uh, in, the ruling is against uh, Trump was trying to block someone from his Twitter account and a Manhattan federal judge said the section of his personal account with the reply button is a public forum. Blocking users on the basis of political speech is a violation of their free speech rights, the court said. So we have a president set by a Manhattan federal judge that says that Twitter at least Twitter, the, 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 the section where there's a reply button is a public forum. Now we have something to work with, or yeah, it sounds like anyway. Yeah, thanks for that, Rory. And we'll turn it over to CJ. We haven't heard from V or Bankster Slayer yet. I want to add to that, though. The Supreme Court, guys, has already ruled hate speech is not illegal. So the enemies of freedom can label this sort of speech whatever they want. But as you've seen with Alex Jones, they're labeling all of this hate speech. The Supreme Court has ruled hate speech is not illegal. So they cannot ban somebody 
they can't ban your free speech on these social media platforms just because they're labeling whatever you're saying as hate speech. So we've got a constitutional on the uh, books ruling already here by the Supreme Court. Uh, v or any CJ, anybody? Yeah, one of the things I like to say real quick, uh, Sean, is this. When you look at these, 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 these crony companies, right, where people are like, oh, they can do whatever they want. They're a private company. They're private. There's nothing private about, about any one of these Philly Con Valley companies. Nothing private about them. All of them, every single one of them were, were funded by, by government subsidies. That's on the taxpayer's dime. All of them got, you know, waivers on regulations and taxations. That, again, all on the public's dime. So at what point are they, are they private, number one? Number two, when they're out there censoring free speech, as of what they're doing, saying we're a private company, we're a platform. No, here's the deal. They have a choice to make. Either they're a platform that's completely innocuous, that's a public forum that people could use to voice what? Their opinions. Or they're a publisher. Because if you are all of a sudden masquerading as a platform, but now all of a sudden you are, you are curating. You are curating what I can see, what I can read, what I can understand, and what is given to me. Then, my friend, you're not a platform. You're, not, you, you're a publisher. And that, and that is a whole big bag of different laws and regulations that come into place where they simply cannot do what they're doing, Sean. And that's one of the things that people need to start taking these guys apart for. No, absolutely you know, correct. And the other thing, Sean, is there's no doubt when you take a look at public opinion and you see that the dying legacy media has like a trust approval of like less than 3%, when you see that Congress and Senate has pretty much the same approval, there's no doubt that they have completely lost the narrative on everything that they want us to believe. And I think yourself, X-22, Rogue, Sean, everyone on this call has made an impact to transitioning where humanity is waking up, and that's their biggest fear, Sean. They cannot have humanity waking up to the crimes that they have committed, that they've gotten away for years, and this is their attempt to silence the counter views and opinions. Right before the November yeah. elections. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd share that view, um, CJ. I mean, I think I can't comment on US laws because I don't understand them. But what I would say is, for me, the biggest reason why the Alex Joneses of this world are getting censored amongst many other people is precisely the one thing Trump's done. I've always said Trump's taken a wrecking ball to the cabal, and he's taken a wrecking ball to the mainstream media. And in the process, we're seeing the birth of more and more alternative news sources. And as you said, the credibility of mainstream media has never been at a lower app. And in the process as well, they're losing the narrative, they're losing control of it. So, of course, they want to censor anyone who has a large audience and, and someone who has a voice because it's, I don't think it's much to deter everyone else. But I think they're determined to try and cripple the narrative, that's the alternative media narrative, because they're terrified that they, they've lost control and in the process. They can't now dictate to, to, to the average person in the street, be it in the US or the UK or anywhere else, as to what is actually going on. That's what, for me, this is really all about. Yeah, I mean, there may be some other ulterior motive behind or why they've done it to, to Alex Jones at this time, because the argument would be, well, why didn't they do it a year ago, two years ago, three years ago? But I think at that point, they still felt they had control of the narrative. Now they've lost it. They're desperate to suppress anyone else. 
who has a grip of on reality as to what the narrative should be as opposed to the illusionary narrative of the mainstream media, which of course is self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, they're losing control of the narrative and they're losing in the court of public opinion because those on the right side of history, those who believe in liberty, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, uh, our logic can't be defeated by these leftist Marxist ideals and they're losing. So now they're panicking and they're playing dirty. Let's talk about the hypocrisy of YouTube. I want to give you guys what I think is maybe the single best example of the hypocrisy of YouTube. So many of you have gotten strikes like I have. Uh, and it doesn't matter what my strikes were for, which videos they were for. One happened to be an interview with Christopher Bolin, but they never tell me exactly what part of the conversation uh, violated their guidelines. But what they do do is they send you a video content restrictions notice, and it says this. YouTube doesn't allow content that encourages or promotes violent or dangerous acts that have an inherent risk of serious physical harm or death. For example, it's not okay to post videos showing drug abuse, underage drinking and smoking, or bomb making. Now here's the hypocrisy. They take our videos down and give us strikes and won't tell us why. Meanwhile, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, produces the This Is America official video on his Donald Glover channel, which has 364 million views and is fully monetized. And in that video, he shows the simulated murder of a blindfolded man sitting in a chair. And then moments later, he shows the simulated murder of an entire church choir. So. How in the world is that video allowed to stand while the rest of us can't have conversations with authors of books? Because that's art, Sean. This is the new, this is the new normal. This is art. <laughs> I'm, of course, I'm joking when I, when, I, when I say that. It just shows you the hypocrisy, man. Forget this Glover idiot, this, this whatever this moron is who made that stupid music video. Why is the fact that, that Antifa has a presence on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, nothing is done with them? You know, why is it like people like, uh, hell, freaking ISIS. How many Twitter accounts does ISIS have? How many Facebook pages do jihadis have? Nothing is done with them. But when it comes to us, oh, man, we're, we're, we're the threat to democracy, Sean. That's what, that's what we are. Well, their hypocrisy, I don't think, can be defended in a court of law. And guys, I think that's why when we get strikes, they will not tell us in writing what we got the strikes for. They just remove your content, and then they send you that notice that I just read, and that's it. They will not get into the legalese of what your offense was, because I don't think it's defendable in court, because it is being um, sporadically and selectively enforced. Their community guidelines are so broad, they can hit any of us with any strike they want, anytime they want, because it's fuzzy. They don't have a white paper you know, saying exactly what the community guidelines are, so they can hit us anytime they like. Has anybody else experienced uh, any of this shadow banning or any, anyone else experienced some you know, malfeasance on their YouTube account? Well, I can speak, as we said before, we, we sort of came on air, as it were. That, I mean, at the time, back in sort of October 2016, with all due respect, we were pretty unknown. I mean, we had very few followers, and we, we went with the idea, we're going to put some podcasts out on YouTube and try to monetize them. And the first one we put out, we were literally banned from monetizing. I think it literally was 15 minutes. And at the time, I thought, hang on. Nobody even knows who we are. It's not like we've got a you know established you know, subscriber base, etc. And of course, we were never able to monetize it. We we tried occasionally after that and gave up in the end because we realised it wouldn't work. And there was no explanation as to why you know, we were banned from monetizing videos. Well, nothing of any definitive uh, substance anyway. 
And you know, I thought at the time, well, why are they particularly picking on us? Because the the inference seemed to be that someone was aware of us before uh, most people were even aware of us. Because why pick on someone with with minuscule numbers of subscribers at that point in time, or any interest in? I mean, yeah, we, we some people knew us, but very little, very few, and and that seemed very puzzling to me to pick on someone as small and insignificant as we were at that time. Yeah, with with uh, my channel, I mean, my channel was brought down in 2014. Then over the weekend, um, of course, you get the notice, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning when it goes down and then it was brought up. And I also received uh, strikes on both of my channels. I have two channels and I, I know exactly what they were for. I interviewed uh, Dr. James Fetzer mm-hmm. on the Sandy Hook event mm-hmm. and um, they took that video down and Again, in, in all my videos and everything, I never show blood. I never use curse words. I never do any of that kind of stuff. I try to keep it, you know, pretty much on an even playing field and not, you know, go against their terms of service. But even if you're trying to do that, it doesn't make a difference because if they want to bring it down and they want to hide something, they'll do it anyhow. And I noticed on both of my channels, and I was saying this before, that they gave me the strikes right before that event. And I thought it was very strange that they gave it to me. You know, why am I receiving these strikes now? These videos are two, three years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, It makes no sense why all of a sudden they're going, you know, backwards in time and finding certain things out and, you know, giving the strikes. And then all of a sudden we had an event and then it all made sense why they were doing it. And I think with, again, with Alex Jones, I think what they're doing here is anytime something big happens, they shut it down. And I, do believe that Alex Jones, his channel will be brought back up. And I think this is how they're beginning to play the game because they realize they can't keep channels down for long because once you start getting lawyers involved, people start writing in, people start tweeting about it. You know, they're going to have to prove something. And Sean, like you were saying, uh, they don't give you anything in writing. They just, you know, say it's brought down and you violated our terms of service and they never give you anything else. You don't even know what part of the video. You don't know anything. And I think they do it on purpose. I think it's a temporary um, period of time because I know they they will not win in a courtroom setting because then they have to show proof. They have to produce documents. They have to show where in the video and the reasoning why. And again, hate speech, you know, things that people say, that's really meaningless because free speech, that encompasses all of that. And you can't start picking things out because what if something that offends one person doesn't offend another and they would lose in a court of law with that also because that's very hard to you know prove and really prove their case of why they brought it down. So right now, personally, I think this is a temporary thing. I think this is going to um, eventually pass and I think the channels will be brought back up but I think they're gonna play this type of game moving forward where let's bring this person down, let's bring this person down and keep this going. And I think what they're doing, they're making it worse for themselves because uh, I think more people then follow you because wait a minute, you must've been saying something that must've been important or you know something that was produced might be important. And I think more and more people then sign up because I know when my channel was brought down, more people join. And I'm sure, Sean, when your channel's brought down, you're going to have more people uh, join after that. And I think Alex Jones, I think he says he has more subscribers subscribing to his newsletter. 
And I think this is all backfiring on them. And I think it's going to continue to backfire on them. And I think they, they, they don't have a way out of this whole situation. They can't figure it out. They don't understand, you know, what's happening with the alternative media. Just like in the beginning, they didn't, they thought it was, you know, no big deal. It's not a threat. And the only thing they can do to put us out of business with they, which they've been trying is demonetization where they say, okay, anyone that's doing this full time, let's try to put them out of business by cutting their income, making sure they don't make any money. And this way they'll just stop doing it. But that hasn't worked either because everyone found a different way to monetize or to make money off of it or do something to stay alive. And I think everything that they've tried continually fails, but I don't think they're going to stop. I I think they're going to continue to do this. And I think their new approach is block the big channels right now when big news is coming out to allow the mainstream media to try to push their narrative, their side of the story, and then have, you know, the other um, channels come on later on where it doesn't mean anything anymore. I think that's, I think personally, that's their new approach. Yeah. I just got to notice here, guys, this free account, uh, our meeting's going to end in 10 minutes. This is a great conversation. So we can always reload in 10 minutes. I tried to upgrade before the call and the pop-up blocker wasn't allowing me to do that. But I just wanted to say that, you know, after they reinstated my channel uh, about two weeks ago, uh, my view counts got halved and my total comments per video are down roughly 50 to 80%, which that alone tells me that I'm being shadow banned. And then my webmaster sent me a video uh, of him trying to get onto uh, my YouTube channels both the main and the backup using the YouTube app on his phone. And the YouTube app showed that on my main channel, my most recent video was two weeks ago, and I had four or five newer videos than that. They weren't showing up. First, the last video on there is from two weeks ago. And then on the YouTube app, my backup channel showed no videos. So we hear about shadow banning on Twitter all day long, but we never hear about shadow banning uh, practices on YouTube. But I can assure you they're doing it, guys. And it really is disgusting. And they need to be brought into a court of law. They need to literally have to defend what they're doing because I think it is both unconstitutional and illegal. The solutions, by the way, from my perspective, I love real video, real dot video, Mike Adams, that's great. I get about 30 views per video. I'm over on BitChute. Sometimes I'll get as many as a thousand views. Usually I'm around two or 300. That's not where the audience is. The biggest public square in the world is YouTube. And I think that they're going to have to be run as a, um, oh, what's the word? A utility, if this is how they're going to behave. I want to throw something in uh, real quick, Sean. Um, the fact of the matter is, as I think in many instances, we're thinking too logically in this. Okay, the fact of the matter is the rule of law doesn't function. The deep state has built the system so that what they're doing is illegal, but nobody cares. And you could take it to the courts and they rule in favor of the corporations. This is, gonna, this is a process that has to change over time. They've spent 70 to 100 years building this deep state and this establishment and these, uh, this foundation and bringing in Trump for less than two years is not going to turn things overnight. So this is a process. But the fact of the matter is this process, in my opinion, started back in 2008. Uh, it, it's a frequency shift. It's more, more existential than it is logical because you had Occupy Wall Street, you had the rise of the Tea Party, Ron Paul Revolution. Uh, the Trump phenomenon. Now you're seeing it in Europe. It's a populist movement. You're going to go through, we're going to go through a lot of chaos. We're going to go through a lot of pain in this process as it changes over. Um, I'm reminded, however, of Gandhi's maxim. And, and you can, what Dave was saying, going back to 2014, 
whether it's Alex Jones, whether it's uh, X-22, whether it's Rogue, Rogue uh, News or any of them. It goes, uh, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. Mm-hmm. They're fighting us right now. In the past, they ignored us, and then they laughed at us, calling us conspiracy theorists. Now they know that we're a threat, and eventually they're going to make so many mistakes. Why are we having the Dem- so many Democrats of the you know leaving, and they're starting a movement on this? The, the reality is, is that the other side is getting to the point that they're, getting, they're doing drastic measures that are scaring their base. And that's where that transition is going to go. So more than anything, it's a matter of we've just got to be patient and keep plugging away what we're doing. Uh, find alternatives where we can and stick to our guns because at a certain point, it will change in our favor. Can you, we may have the law a little bit more on our side uh, than what you're thinking uh, as you say that going to the court of law and then the courts rule against us. Because again, I just want to reaffirm this June 19th, 2017, Supreme Court unanimously reaffirms there is no quote unquote hate speech exception to the First Amendment. And you'll notice that that's what they're labeling Alex Jones as being guilty of is hate speech, a very, very broad brush they paint with to take all his content down and it's not constitutional. You're right, but it's going to take years for an antitrust case. You know, Paul Craig Roberts on over at USA Watchdog did an interview yesterday or Wednesday, and he said, all you really have to do is do an antitrust because what have these platforms done? Uh, Google bought YouTube. Uh, Facebook owns, what, Snapchat and Instagram. And they, two or three companies own all the competition. So that's mm-hmm. a monopoly. All you really have to do is break it up, but it's going to take years to do this. Uh, unless they do something where the FCC comes in and says, you're a public utility, you must do these things right now, you're going to be regulated as such, and then they do their own self-change. But until then, how long is it going to be in the in the court system before they actually do it? I think you're right. I think the courts will work in the favor, but it doesn't happen overnight. Does anybody, is it lost on anybody? We don't have to talk about Q, but Q has said if Hillary had gotten into the White House, it would have been hell on earth. If it's this bad with Trump in the White House, can you imagine how bad the censorship would be of conservative and libertarian speech if that witch was in the White House? I mean, I really think it would have been hell on earth. I think we probably all would have been targeted in ways more serious than uh, just censorship. We have four minutes and 30 seconds left on this call, so we can talk about solutions or anything you guys would like. Well, Sean, I agree with you with um, um, you know going to different platforms like BitChute, DTube, the audience is not there. And to create another platform, again, you're going to have to try to move everyone over to this new platform. And many of the people, they're not moving. And, and the people right now are on YouTube. And if we move ourselves off of YouTube, basically what's going to happen is the alternative media will no longer have a presence on YouTube. And that's where all the people are. And people are not going to follow you over to another platform. Uh, I mean, we've told we've told people that yeah, we're on BitChute or we're on DTube, we're on you know Steemit and whatnot. But again, the views are very very low. People like staying on YouTube; they're used to it, they know it, and they can find other videos very very quickly. And I think that's why most of the people. And also, you have the app, which makes it easier on your phone, and it's just much easier to play, and it always works. Where some of the other platforms, they don't work that well. And, um, you know, some people say, yeah, it's not playing for me or it's not working. And I think creating a whole new platform, I mean, we have tons of platforms out there. Creating another platform, I think 
is just spinning our wheels. I, I think the movement is to do something on YouTube and to try to stop what is happening one way or another. I don't know how, but I, I think that's the only way because there you have the audience. There you have you know the hundreds of thousands of people where they'll listen. This is how it all started because it was on YouTube and there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people that were coming to you. And if they liked you, they told other people on YouTube and they came to listen. And I think it grew so big and the alternative media grew so big on YouTube that we have a presence there. And that's what the deep state, the intelligence agencies and the rest, that's what they're afraid of. The, the, uh, the number of alternative media sites and channels on YouTube is growing and they're very worried about this because we're taking away. I mean, look at Mark Dice. He has you know, over a million subscribers. He gets hundreds of thousands of views on his videos. They're very, he's bigger than some of the uh, mainstream media channels. And they're very worried about this because once everyone, if they stop shadow banning, stop you know, you know, doing what they're doing, many of our channels would grow you know, 10, 20 times as big as they are now. And they're, they're worried about this. They're afraid of this happening. Um, so guys, uh, this is sort of a little edit point here. Our meeting ran out. We're rejoining here. And unfortunately, it looks like we lost Bankster Slayer. And I don't think we heard from her. My apologies to Bankster Slayer. If uh, somehow she didn't get a word in edgewise, I feel badly about that. But maybe, uh, maybe she just wanted to be a fly on the wall. And that's absolutely fine. Guys, let's talk about the way forward. How do we slay the beast. This is very much a David versus Goliath story. Goliath being yeah. these media social giants that have built slave plantations uh, where they tell you to build your house on, uh, on their property. And the agreement is a really decent agreement where they are going to take half or more of the revenue of everything you produce should you be able to monetize it. And at some point you build a nice home and then they decide they want to burn it down. Uh, how do we move forward in this type of atmosphere? If they burn down our huts, we build a palace. And what I mean by that is this. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, every single one of our subscribers, and, and, and between everybody that's on this, uh, on this uh, show right now, on this call, we're talking about hundreds upon thousands, damn near a million subscribers, I guess, if you add everybody up. It's a, a significant amount, right? Every single subscriber that's listening to the show right now, they're paying for something. You got your Netflix subscription, you got your Amazon Prime, you got your Hulu, you got your, e you got your NFL season pass on, on, on Verizon, whatever the hell it is. You, are, you, you got your HBO Go. There are, every single one of you that are listening to my voice, you are already spending hundreds of dollars for, in, for entertainment. For entertainment. We are reaching the divining point. We are reaching the point where you have to say to yourself, hey, you know what? If you truly love your content creator, if you truly love truth, if you truly love real information, it's time you have to say to yourself, hey, you know what? I've been spending hundreds on entertainment. What am I spending on truth? How much is truth worth to me? How much is this alternative viewpoint, this real news, this, this real new media, what is it worth to me? And I think the way forward, and I've said this to, to Dave, and I've said this to you, Sean, and I, heck, I even said this to Rory, I believe, the, the, and even Ken. Um, the way forward is all of us have to come together. They're trying to divide us. They're, they're, they're telling us stuff like, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to demonetize you. And that affects some of us content creators uh, you know, to a great deal. 
But if we come together where we're giving our YouTube, those that are out there on YouTube land, giving them good information, giving them cutting edge information, but the detailed, good, juicy stuff, we keep it on a platform that those who follow us, those who love us, those who support us will be more than happy to, to join and to pay for it. That is the way forward. And to do it with a high level of finish, a high level of polish, and great production value, that is the way forward. I truly believe that. We have to take it back from them. You know, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but hell, I know about you guys. I think we're all sick of giving YouTube and Google money. We're all sick of it. And I think our audience is sick of it too. Actually, V, I think it's, you make some great points. I mean, look, I can only speak from, from personal experience. We said, I said earlier we had problems monetizing through YouTube. So on the Sirius Report, we went, okay, we'll, have, we'll do uh, subscription-based content. And I'm not going to go into the detail of that. But obviously, we do the weekly shows with UV. And that's kind of our promotional stuff publicly. But we only scratch the surface, the real content. You can call it the juicy content, the stuff that we put in five days a week on podcast is very detailed. That's where people get all the inside stuff that we don't put out. But, and it's been successful for us. We've got a you know, good subscription base. We don't have many difficulties or problems with it. It's very, I mean, there's nothing hugely professional about it in one sense, but it's very, it's workmanlike, it's efficient, it does its job, we don't have any problems with it. Um, I mean, 99% of people are very happy with it, all people have certain particular requirements from their own perspective, and we try to tailor it and cater for them, but it's a successful platform. Okay, it could be a lot bigger, but then that could be the case in any such situation, but it can work, and it does work, and we proved it albeit on you know, a smaller scale than doing you know, conventional YouTube channels. So there is some merit in doing that, and it is true what you say, and you make a very valid point. At what point do you associate value with reality and understanding what is actually going on as opposed to the illusion of, as you said, that people subscribe to things and spend you know, relatively large amounts of money to be, to be told a whole bunch of information and narrative that we know isn't true. And it does come to the point that a collective approach we're not saying you can work it out in five minutes what you need to do, but I think that sort of approach is the way forward. And, you know, from I also use this analogy from acorns, oak trees are grown, and sometimes you have to go and plant some acorns and grow the oak trees and develop something. And we've done it in a small way, so it's certainly feasible that it can be done that way. Sean, real quick, you know, great points, Lynn and Paul, the, the, the sensors, YouTube, Facebook, that they've crossed the line, Sean. This, this is no longer about, about censorship. This is a, now where I feel legitimate abuse, abuse about things that are transpiring, things that are happening. And why should we as content creators continue to support the belly of the beast? Why, you know, I feel bad even flipping ads on our, our YouTube channel anymore because I know that they've cut ad revenue 50% last year. This, down, this year it's down 25%. What's next year? And if we continue playing in their systems, what's next? What rules are they gonna change next? I'm tired of hitting manual request review because they feel that the content that we provided does not meet their line. So I think we have to take approach. I don't think it's regarding quantity. I think it's versus quality. And I truly believe those followers, I truly now the momentum is there that there are enough people who are just as frustrated and angry as I am, that we stop playing in their systems. Um, I'm, I'm over it. 
we need to form our own system. We need to gradually move away. And those that have those that back us, not those trolls, not those trolls that leave those comments all the time. Eh, da, 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 da. You know, those trolls will go away and thank goodness. But the people that value our content, the people that value our word, the people that want the truth, they want the knowledge, they will continue to follow, they will support. It's a gradual system, but I think we have to stop playing in their systems because again, there'll be a new set of rules, other things that happen, and I'm tired of these people affecting the livelihood of our family and our lives. It's, it's time to move on, Sean. Anybody can weigh in on that too, but I want to give you my perspective, sort of a devil's advocate perspective on that, uh, CJ. I think that uh, it's easy to say we should no longer play in their system because of their abuse of power. However, I also think that we should fight back like the true patriots we are, because what they're doing is illegal and unconstitutional. And it's not okay to bully us off their platforms. So when people got ticked enough, at uh, really the essentially the Marxism and the communist manifesto being unrolled uh, out by Obama and then Clinton was going to close the deal over the next four to eight years, people turned out in droves to see Trump speak because he was saying things that resonated with the American people. He was speaking rationally and with common sense about the Bill of Rights, about having a sovereign nation, about the Constitution, the Second Amendment. So the people do have power. And I think if we collectively do what you've just described, we can build other platforms and we can try to migrate away from their plantation. We can also all band together and stand up and say, we're not gonna take this, okay? We will not take this anymore. And if we have to go into a court of law with a federal lawsuit, we'll do that. I've been invited to be a part of a federal lawsuit. And this particular attorney who comes to me by way of Robert David Steele is willing to take this on, uh, not pro bono, but on a contingency basis. So it's no out of pocket for me and others that want to join that lawsuit. He wants to take on Google and YouTube directly. So there are wheels in motion uh, behind the scenes to take on these 800 pound gorillas, these 800 pound, what is it? Elephant, gorilla, I always get that mixed up. But uh, they are the bullies in the town square and we can't let them bully us off the biggest public square in the world. On, on that side note, this is the one thing, Sean, I'm, I mean, I'm totally for it. But the one thing I've learned over time is that uh, it's not a matter of uh, trying to fight city hall, but there's two sides of the coin. There's the emotional where we want to get back at them because what we have to offer is life changing versus what the propaganda they've been pushing. And the other side is a business decision. Now, if you look uh, throughout history, the saints and martyrs, yeah, they're legendary, but they died poor and alone. Uh, what was mentioned before about the fact that we don't need to build a new platform. What we need to do is we need to uh, build a community under one umbrella with all equal shares if that's the case. The hardest part, of course, is that you, Sean, Dave, Rory, uh, Paul, everybody, we've created our own brands maybe over the last decade or so. It's hard to necessarily give up that individuality, but we've got to ask, ask the question, if our monet monetization, our livelihoods, and the information that we're trying to do out is getting uh, crushed because we are individual. You take a look at Alex Jones. One of the benefits Alex Jones has is if you go to his site, if you go listen to his uh, broadcasts, he, like V was talking about, has a bunch of uh, sponsors, advertisers. And he doesn't need YouTube. He's got his own broadcast center and he has the platform. And the, he's, he's syndicated on GCN. 
So he's built himself up to that point. The fact of the matter is, is if we can build something as a community under that umbrella, what we're going to do is we're going to attract a lot of big names. I mean, besides the people here, somebody like Jason Burek at Wall Street from Main Street, he might be interested. He's been trying to get venture capitalists to build this platform and, and falling apart. Um, the Harley Schlangers of the world, that's a big name, et cetera, et cetera. And we build that thing with the community. Think about this. There was a story out that two major advertisers left Facebook. The, the companies are still looking for advertising. It's out there. The money is out there but they need to find some some area that's going to respect them and have the people in the uh the population who are listing those ads and the ones who are buying if you think about it the millennials and the uh antifas of the world they're not buying products but the conservatives are and the libertarians are so that's really where they want to go with the ad um you take a look at the streaming services that are coming up Broadcast and cable TV are getting cut, but streaming services dedicated to a group of uh, of community networks are what's building. So, I'm on the I'm on the side of uh, building a community rather than some new platform. And right. if we build it enough, you know what? There are venture capitalists out there who are interested in things like this. I bet V could uh, give a call to Peter Peter Thiel. <laughs> yep. And well, all of a sudden, we've got right. some funding to build something. Yeah, you just sent up a bunch of red flags, though, for our listeners who are suspicious of Peter. But uh, no, I understand okh- your point. No, and I Those get it. Ideas, There's other yeah. venture capitalists out there. I totally right. get it. But, you know, the point is, from my perspective, and I don't disagree with you about any of that, and I'd be more than willing to be a part of something like that. But in addition to that, I don't think that this absolute despotism, this tyranny should be allowed to stand when YouTube, here, it's not all about monetization a great majority of my videos are also demonetized. It's about the viewership. Like they should not be allowed to cap my views. Before they took my channel down, I was averaging 90 to 150,000 views a video, sometimes 70, sometimes 200,000. Now my latest is at 30,000, it's been stuck. The one before that, 44,000. So I can't reach the people now and that should not be legal. X22, Dave, what's your thoughts on this stuff? Do you agree? Should we just build our own damn thing and get off the plantation altogether? I mean, it, it sounds like a fantastic idea. And, and I look at like Mike Adams with Natural News. He, he built another video platform. And again, with like BitChute and DTube and Steemit and, you know, you can go on and on and on. There's tons of different platforms. And I agree with Sean. The problem is the people. And I understand what V is saying that, you know, you don't need the audience, but to, to, to uh, you know, he's, he's made quite a bit of money with a, a small amount of individuals. But for London Paul, for instance, he goes on to um, Rogue News to get whatever people they have to come over to his area. So he's using YouTube to, you know, take those people and build his subscription base. When I first started out, I didn't know anything about monetization. I had a website. I used YouTube back then because I knew that's where the people were. And I would cut my videos in half and say, if you want to hear the rest, come over to my website. That's how I got people coming over to the website and listen to the rest of the report. The thing is we're using YouTube has the numbers. YouTube has the people forget about money, forget about all this other stuff. The other platforms, they just don't have the people. They don't have the hundreds of thousands of people. And if we start 
let's say we start a whole thing and, and we put up another one, the amount of people coming to it, where are you getting them from? Are you going to go onto YouTube once again and bring them over to there and keep doing that? Well, you're using YouTube again. I mean, how are you? If you use YouTube as a vehicle to siphon off the uh, audience, then you're doing two things. You're creating exactly. a community away from YouTube and you are hurting YouTube. So what you, the way you use YouTube is you go out and you say, hey, I just created some content over here, just like what you just described, Dave. I mean, you said you were cutting your videos in half. If you want to see the rest, you go over here. Instead of doing half, you do 10%. But hey, guys, I just, I just created some new content, and it's available over at, at this site. And click the uh, link below. And but, just, let me let me finish the statement. In a perfect world, you'd get a one-to-one -one ratio. That'd be great. You know, come on over. Everyone that was listening onto YouTube, they come over. The problem is not everybody comes over. You only, you only get a very small. I mean, a very one small or two percent. Yeah. yeah. Even if I mean, I don't do Patreon. I think showing you Patreon. Think about it. If you have. Forget about the subscribers. Look at the views. If you're getting on average, you know, 100,000 people or 80,000 people and you say, hey, listen, I'm hurting here. I need your help. And you go over and you say, listen, I have a Patreon um, area. You know, please donate. Out of the 80,000, I'm not even going to use the subscribers. Let's say 80,000 uh, views on average and you're only getting 0.001% of those people. That's pretty much what you can expect moving over to another platform. And especially if you add a pay component onto that, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have even less. Can I just say one thing before I forget? I just wanna say this as it pertains to YouTube. You guys mentioned uh, the streaming apps. The YouTube app is now the number one app in the world in terms of total hours of video content watched on a daily basis, beating out Netflix. Netflix is number two. YouTube is the world's town square, the public square. The second thing I wanna say is that as it pertains to just getting off of YouTube, and look, there are a lot of people out there that are just squeaking out a living via YouTube monetization that they can't squeak out on Reel.Video or on BitChute or on any of these other platforms that are not monetizable. And I'm gonna give you a real world, world example of an excellent activist who has moved heaven and earth in California to try to expose Agenda 21 policies in the secret government at work out there. And that's Gary Galino in Grindall 61. It's Grindall 61 YouTube channel. He just made a video after they took Alex Jones down saying, I am now working on a backup plan for my life. And when they shut me down, because they will, I'm not going to do this anymore because I can't do this kind of activism and go to these meetings and stand up and speak in front of these you know, city councils and these secret meetings and get arrested by the cops and come home and then spend 50 hours a week putting up the videos and editing them. It's too much time. And if I'm not going to get paid, I can't do it. Editing videos, producing videos, putting videos together uh, is quite time consuming. And I'm not gonna spend 50, 60 hours a week doing this uh, to an audience of 100 people on some other platform that no one even cares about. So we're gonna lose, and this is exactly, by the way, what the New World Order wants. It wants not only to silence those of us in the truth media, it wants to silence the activists out there actually making a difference, like Gary Galino in California. You know, one, one of the things uh, that I wanted to say that I get a chance to, and I think this is very important, you know, you have to look at YouTube going forward. Okay, yeah, it's the public square. 
I look at it as kind of like guerrilla warfare, no, no pun intended. It's the battleground. It's where you go into and you grab as many people as you can. You, you, you share the truth, you share the information, and then you bring them onto your site, you bring them onto your viewpoint, you bring them onto your, you know, your platform, your community. And what Ken, and, and, and if you look at what Ken's saying, what London Paul's saying, what I'm saying, what CJ's saying, the whole thing is this. No one's saying leave YouTube. No, it, we, we, we commence asymmetric warfare on social media. That, you know, they're, 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 you know, you got, it's a huge public park. It's a huge public, you know, uh, you know, whole group of people. And everybody's hanging out. We go in there, we bring those people in, those who are really committed, those who really want to, hey, I like what this guy's saying, I love what he's doing, I love the, 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 the services he's offering, I love all that. You know what, I'm going to invest my time, because you know what, I'm spending hundreds of dollars on, on, on you know, a month on entertainment, on all these entertainment and streaming apps that I'm paying for. You know what, I'm going to come on with this guy, because this guy's got a community uh, that's already set up, I'm willing to support him. And there are people that are like that. The world is waiting for this community to get together. Advertisers are waiting for this community to get together. Audience members are waiting for this community to get together. If we build it, they will come. I'm not ever saying, hey, leave YouTube. No, I'll always be on YouTube. I'll always be on Twitter. We'll be on Facebook and all the and DTube, Steam it, and every single podcasting app known to humanity. Yeah, as long as they allow it. As long as they allow it. As long, and, and then what happens? Then what happened when yep. YouTube said, yeah, you know what, SGT report, we're done with you, never come back on. And then what? I think there's a very good point. You know, I sorry to cut across you, B, but I think you, there's a really critical point here. In a way, Sean, you've just made the argument for V by saying, well, what happens if they shut you down? And that's exactly the point. What happens? I mean, we make the assumption that, yeah, we could take, you know, take whoever to, to, to court and win a court case. And you could win it. And then two weeks later, they'll just shut you down again. And then you have to go through the whole process again. And the other point is, what happens if they do just shut whoever down? It's just on, on a whim, just shut everything down. You've lost all your audience. Where does your audience go? They can't follow you anywhere. If you have an alternative platform, even if they haven't all migrated onto that platform, at some point they're going to go, oh, okay. So you're on this platform as well. Okay, well, we can come and follow you there. And I have an analogy. You don't fight the dark. You make the light shine brighter. And if, and if you try to fight the dark, you're not going to succeed. All you're going to do is get mired in. That's exactly in a way what they want people to do. They want them to fight them because they know that most people will end up fighting for a period of time. Then they'll give up or they won't even try. But if someone says, you know what, I'm not even going to bother with so much with you. Yeah, we'll utilize you in a way that we can benefit from you. But if we have our own alternative platform, then we can do our own thing. You're independent of them. They can't touch you. I mean, yeah, they can't do anything to me now with my subscription base. Absolutely, it's bulletproof. They can't do anything at all because there's no way they can touch them. I mean, you know, they could try and strip me off YouTube and or whatever they want to do. They can demonetize me on road money and whatever else they want to do. But at the end of the day, it doesn't affect my subscription base. And we're working on the basis that we can just carry on and somehow magically YouTube's going to roll over and it's all going to work seamlessly in the future. Well, from my perspective, I think there's a whole bunch of new platforms that are going to come out. And it's something that V and CJ can ver you know, verify. I've talked about this on Rogue Money in the past. There is a big new whole future of new platforms coming out, which, is where, which will be the basis of social media content. It hasn't taken off yet. 
And I think what V and CJ are alluding to in this is that that's where the space we need to be in. And, you know, I agree. I can see the reason why you wouldn't, no one wants to just throw the towel in with, with YouTube, but I don't think trying to fight an argument with them in the long term is going to be demoralizing and, and people will just give up. And if they do suddenly shut one of us down, not so much me, but shut yourself down, you know, SGT or X22 or whoever, and they just shut you down and refuse to compromise, then you, your user base is going to go, well, how do I now follow you? Where are you? Because I'll still want to follow you, but if there's no alternative platform, they can't follow you. So well, that user base no you have disappears into a vacuum. Yeah, a couple things. I think you're right. Like, first of all, one, one of the ways you're absolutely right, and I think it's blatantly unfair, but I understand how the system's set up. When you open a YouTube account, you're, requ you're required now to get a Gmail account. You just can't even have a, you know, a regular uh, email. You got to get a Gmail account. The point being is that, you know, with 300,000 subscribers or however many a person might have, YouTube keeps those emails. You don't have them. So really, you truly are on their plantation because when they delete you, you have no way to contact your subscribers. But what I would say is that I have built my own other platform with SGT Report. And what I do find a little confounding is that, you know, I tag every video at the beginning with an SGT Report logo. I invite people to come to the website for real news at the end of every video. And then when I get shadow banned by YouTube, still my views plummet by half. Like I can't figure out how people aren't understanding that they can just come to SGT Report on a daily basis and you'll see my latest video pinned at the top. So I have built something outside of YouTube and yet the people aren't always coming to see my latest video there. They're relying on YouTube to serve it up. It's very frustrating. Well, yeah, but that's true. But therefore, if, they, if you more and more phase out what's on YouTube and they have to go to that, then they'll automatically migrate. But it's true. It's a gradual process. So you migrate them slowly. You don't expect you know, you shut down operations and then everyone's going to migrate, but over a period of three months, six months, whatever, a year, gradually you phase the people off, off one platform onto the other, and, but you never completely give up on YouTube or whatever platform it might be. But you can gradually phase people onto the other platform and then you have autonomy and control. Yeah. And, and, and that really, and ultimately, you know, okay, we can talk about what's going to happen in a broader context in the world and how everything's changing. And I've, so I'm not going to go into that now because that's not what we're here for. And yes, ultimately that's going to happen. But I think there's a whole new platform of media content that's going to come out. Certainly we're going to start to see it pushed and people might not believe this, but it's going to come by China and Russia. A huge new internet platforms and new platforms, which aren't going to be how people in the West imagine they're going to be. And if you want to be at the forefront of that, you need to be part of this, what I call the next generation of social media. Because at some point, these these current platforms will lose their relevance and if you're still established on that you may lose momentum in that way anyway if rather than saying well okay i'm going to look to try and project my my brand in a different direction and i think that's where you know i understand both arguments but i think to neglect moving with the moving forward and adopting a new platform i think you risk in the end actually losing out in the long term even if at the moment the status quo is not too bad for you, but you know, if they pull the plug completely yeah. tomorrow, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? no, well said, you're right, you're right. And uh, I think what we should do, guys, here is we have about five to six minutes left in this recording before we get booted out by Zoom. So let's just wrap it up with you know, maybe 30 seconds, final word from everybody, and then quickly tell the audience where they can find you online, guys, because it's not just YouTube. Uh, Rory, 30 seconds, final word. I think that I agree with everything that, that you guys have just been saying. And I think that 
Uh, v is onto something with creating our own community because if you look at CRTV, that is the go forward model in my opinion. That is, it is a, a self-contained community of high quality content and the group that's here on this call has that. We already have that, we already have the audience. So, and you can find all of my original work and uh, aggregate news as well at the dailycoin.org. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, thank you for joining this call. And Dave from X22, your final words? Well, I agree with this also, and I, I agree with the model. I think the model is being used already um, where we have people still on YouTube, but moving people to a different platform. And I think all you need to do is have good content on this new platform, have the people there, and you can get people on the new platform. And I, and I think it's a, a great idea for using both. And I, and I think we have to look into it further to see how this would all work. But I do agree with V, and I know V has a lot of different plans and a lot of great ideas and things like that. And I, and I would like to join in doing um, the, t taking this next step, and I think it's going to be a good one. But to find me, uh, you can find me on x22report.com, also on YouTube and on Twitter. And Serious Report, you know, we really heard a good final words from you, but you didn't tell us where to find you. Tell people how they can find you. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the seriousreport.com is the main platform. Obviously, that's S-I-R-I-U-S report.com. Obviously, yeah, we're on Twitter. We have a small sort of a Facebook profile. But yeah, just very quickly, I think what today is highlighted, it's, it's, this is the acorn moment. Let's, you know, maybe we can plant these acorns and, and grow some wonderful oak trees. And that's the basis of having this opening discussion and we'll see where it takes us, but let's never exclude anything. Let's try and encompass and utilize all the platforms we have available to, to maximize the audience. So people are aware of all the great work everyone on this call is doing. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, we'll throw it to Ken in one second here and then we'll round it out with CJ and V. Does anybody know how we can find Bankster Slayer online? Any credit for her? Yeah, it's uh, a bee in Eden, and uh, that's her YouTube, and her web and her uh, website is uh, slaythebankster.com. Excellent, thank you. All right, and uh, Ken, now you've had some real trouble here. You've been forced by the Rothschilds to change the name of your site. The Economist magazine came after Daily Economist, and you had to change it. Tell people how we can find you now. Yeah, I just switched everything over. I didn't lose any of my content. Fortunately, it was Google Blogger. So I just changed the name. It's uh, shotguneconomics.com. YouTube, you can just uh, look for my name, Ken Shorjan. Um, and real quick, I would just want to touch something for all of us. Look, we're here because the current system and platforms that we're using are working against us. We're losing, we're losing money, we're losing subscribers, we're losing all this. To try to change what we cannot control is a meaningless task. I mean, we're just, it's going to be frustration. Secondly, our type of news, our type of finance, our type of geopolitics, political, et cetera, is only for a small specific group of uh, people. It's not like we do video gaming where the random person's going to go on YouTube and find video games and find your channel. Those who are coming to our channels are those because they want that information. They will migrate if we let them know. And that's how we're going to slowly build it up. All right. Thank you, Ken. No, well said. And uh, you're right. The, one of the biggest channels in the wor world is PewDiePie. It surprised me to learn the third biggest channel in the world is a kid who reviews toys 
and makes $11 million a year. He's seven. Uh, <laughs> want to talk about a plantation. Okay, guys, I know the clock says we have two and a half minutes left. We probably only have a minute and a half left based on my experience with Zoom. So CJ and V, final thoughts and how do we find you? Yeah, I'll be I'll be real quick. I just want to say the only reason we're having this call to begin with is because humanity is winning and we will continue winning. Sean, I've never been ex more excited in my life for the things that are happening around us and, and the momentum and the progress we're making. So we just need to, to unify and have some synergy on how we go we move forward. Uh, so V, go for it. For the last year and a half, I've been building Gulf's Gulch. That's what I've been doing for the last year and a half. It's completely mobile compatible. It is works on iOS, Android, Windows, Mac. It don't matter. The platform is there. The stadium is there. It's a community. The community is there. It's ready to go. And, uh, and, and in due time, you guys, uh, these gentlemen that I'm on the call with right now will be the first to see it. You guys will see it for what it is. And it's a community. I don't control it. I don't own it. I don't want to own it. I think all of us should own it. I think all of us doing this together, coming together as a community and as a family and as a team to build something incredible that nobody could take it away from us. Awesome. 30 seconds left. Uh, just tell us how to find you. Hurry. Rogue, uh, roguenews.com and Rogue News on YouTube. All right. My friends, thank you all so very much for joining us on this important call. Stay with us. Follow us at sgtreport.com for real news 24-7. May God bless you. Bye-bye. And I'm not going to spend 50, 60 hours a week doing this uh, to an audience of 100 people on some other platform that no one even cares about.